Pretty Dece, Pretty Dece, here we go. Facebook.com slash Pretty Show. It's time to geek out with Josh, your host. What's up, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. Welcome to Pretty Dece Director's Cut. This is, of course, the long-form podcast where we can go in-depth and sometimes talk a little spoilery about all the movies and games and things like that that we are playing and partaking in. I'm, of course, joined by Scott. What's up, Scott? Hey, how's it going? And Ross is here as well. What's up, Ross? Hello. Hello. Uh, if you were listening to this uh, after the fact, we're actually going live on Twitch right now, too. Something new we're trying out. Uh, but this is still going to go up on YouTube and in the normal podcast feed, so you might be listening in those ways. But we're also broadcasting out live right now. Trying something new. Um, I've, I've also started kind of doing uh, pretty decent like, premieres on Twitch live, too. Trying out some of their new uh, premiere features and stuff. So... Um, yeah, that's going well. That's happening. Um, I, I'm sure that at some point here I'll forget that I'm on camera and, and start picking my nose or something, but but we'll at least give it a shot. <laughs> we'll call you out in chat. Thank you. That's perfect, yeah. Uh, so uh, let's let's jump right into it. Obviously, the, the biggest thing since, since last we have had one of these episodes is that Avengers Infinity War happened I, i'm not even gonna say came out it happened it, it is an event uh that has been taking place and um yeah i think we all saw it uh all partook of it i i, I went to see it on a thursday night i really liked that uh thursday at seven is now the new like you know friday at 1201 at, at midnight that's really nice and uh yeah it was it was really cool it is a a giant monumental movie and there's a lot to unpack. So how about, how about one of you guys just, just kick me off with like something you liked about it, something you noted about it and we'll just start maybe unpacking it piece by piece. And we should say spoilers, right? Yeah. We're let's going to talk in, into and out of and yep. around and <laughs> yeah, let's, let's fully plan on, on we are going to spoil the heck out of this, out of the movie. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, if, if you have not seen it yet, turn this off, I will say. <laughs> Stop listening. Yeah, I, so the one thing, the, the first thought as the, the credits came up, not even the little teaser at the end had happened, um, my first thought was for all of the, the hype around the different heroes, how their stories were going to interweave, um, I thought it was interesting. It felt like a movie about Thanos. Like, yeah, it was kind of his <laughs> story pretty much throughout is what kind of pushed, pushed the movie along. Or at least that was, that was the impression I came away with. And I thought that was interesting seeing the, you know, it, it was an ensemble. It was all about these, these heroes, but definitely it was how they all interacted with this one character throughout. Mm -hmm. I thought that was uh, wasn't something I don't know what I was expecting, but that probably wasn't it. Yeah, that's I think that's actually something that I pointed out when I did the uh, pretty decent episode about Infinity War, like the, the non spoilery version. Uh, it was, yeah, basically that like 
there there was a lot of stuff going on in this movie. There's like 30-some heroes. There's so many um, different plot lines going on and different configurations of heroes. But at the core, like, Thanos' journey is what guides this entire movie. And it's it's him moving and collecting all of these stones. So you end up with him interacting with all these little pockets of heroes. But, like, the movie follows Thanos. Like, it, it doesn't really, yeah. like, keep up with any of the Avengers. Um, it, it, it kind of reminds me from a, like a conceptual standpoint that like, it's a Thanos movie, not really an an Avengers movie from, okay. So this is a a weird poll, but back, uh, back when, when the, the daredevil movie starring Ben Affleck came out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. I was watching the, uh, the director's commentary to that. And they pointed out that when Daredevil's on screen, he he commands the camera. So, like, when he walks off frame, the camera follows him. When Matt Murdock is on camera, uh, he, he, he can't command the camera. So when he walks off frame, the camera stays positioned, and then it cuts to where he walked to. So, like, it, it, it really shows, like, the difference between the alter ego and the, the superhero that, like, you know, when he is daredevil he he commands the entire scene he can kind of bend the universe sort of to his will and it'll follow him along um it's kind of like that right that that thanos is such this massive character that you can have an avengers movie you can throw 30 heroes into it and it's still a thanos movie like at its core like it is a weird like thanos solo flick and he just swats superheroes off like flies um (laughs) I, I really appreciated, though, that, that we did get that time. Because, you know, like, up until now, Thanos has been this um, this force in, in, in the universe. He has, he has uh, you know, been in cameos and, like, you know, after credit stuff. So it was really good to, like, dig into him as a character a bit more and understand his, his motivations. Understand why he's doing mm-hmm. what he's doing. Which it, it's it's weird that the giant guy who wants to wipe out you know half of the universe's population, you you hear his reasoning and you think like oh, okay like I get it <laughs> like I, I see how you got there at least. <laughs> Good on the premise, bad on the execution, friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> that that brings up one of the the things that I've I've read after the fact of like a criticism of the movie is that. Okay, he has all of the Infinity Stones at the end. He can do anything he wants, quote-unquote. You're right, he, he, can, he can bend the universe in time uh, at the snap of his fingers. Why doesn't he just like snap his fingers and make twice as much food in the world <laughs> instead of <laughs> half as many people? <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he could even go so far as like rewind time back to before all of Titan died and then make everyone agree with him. You know, like, like he, 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 there were so many other things that he could have gone other than like, let's stay super lonely and kill half of the, the population. Um, <laughs> obviously he needs to do those things because he needs to still be a villain and a, and a bad guy. But yeah, that is a, a pretty funny plot hole that like, yeah, he could have just doubled the food and didn't have to kill anyone. <laughs> I thought it was interesting too, just the, it seemed, and Josh, you'll have to correct me here because I'm not the biggest comic book guy in the world. But I, I, the in movies, so you know, whatever the percentage is, 99 times out of 100, the good guys win, and mm-hmm. 
plenty of good guys win in comic books too, but having the bad guy win is at least, it seems like it's a little more prevalent. And so to have a movie um, where the bad guy essentially wins in the end, I thought was interesting and kind of held true to the source material. What did you think? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, Thanos is one of those like big bads that like mm-hmm. um it it makes a lot of sense for him to win initially and and there are a few here a few villains like that in the Marvel universe and in comics in general that like command that sort of a thing where it's like if if they if the heroes just just win against him right off the bat it's it's a regular fight. You feel like you've really been shorted. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's it, it's really cool, and I like that he's afforded that that level of of respect, kind of, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know that we're you know the the mo- the general movie going public is used to you know sni- snidely whiplash always getting duped in the end, or you know the. <laughs> scooby-doo kids always figuring it out and unmasking the bad you know the good guys always winning and i just thought it was uh interesting and i and i i liked the the i liked the ending yeah i thought it was was appropriate and i thought it really fit with the story that they had built um to this point It, it was also very impressive that you know everyone going into this movie knew that this was part one of two, right? This was the the setup to, to what will eventually be resolved at the next Avengers movie. And, you know, they were originally going to call it Infinity War part one and part two, but then he kind of split them a bit further off. But everyone kind of knew that, like, this is not going to be the end of Thanos necessarily. The, the fight will, will continue. But I still loved how final it was. Like I, I knowing that they, this would all continue in the next Avengers movie, I half expected it to end just mid-fight, just like you know Thanos is yeah. about to get the 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 last gem or something, or or like you know maybe like they have a weapon that's getting ready, and like I thought it was just gonna like kind of cut off and be like to be continued. But the the fact that like no he 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 gets his work done, he does what he wants to do. And then all of the heroes are just kind of left standing there. Like, what What just happened? Like, what is this? Like, why did all these people disappear? Um, I, yeah, I, I really love that, like, boom, it's boom, super final. It's it's over. It's done. Here it is. Like, that was uh, a really, really fantastic ending. Because I was half expecting it to end on Titan with, like, the first little mini fight. Yeah, same. Of like you know they almost got it got the gauntlet away from him, which we could talk about that later. Um, it's friggin' Peter Quill. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, but that's where I, I thought it would end. Of like him clenching his fist, something happening, and it going black. Yeah, I was, I was pretty yeah. well ready to like walk out. I, w- I wasn't <laughs> really looking at the time. I just thought like, oh, they're, they're like coming to that. And then going to transition to like he, he's at full power yeah. now, um, as they, and then that's where it picks up for the next one where he you know goes to Earth becomes the big bad and then it's a you know underground resistance story in the next one. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, it, it would have been so easy to even even for them to go as far as 
you know, he, he, he gets the last stone, he snaps his fingers, then fade to black right there at, at any point. Um, it would have been so easy for them to not show us like all of the deaths too, and just just leave us wondering like yeah. who's not there. And so it's it's cool that we like went through all those moments of of you know who was going to to fade away, and I think the the people. So I'm kind of I'm kind of torn on on the people that ended up dying because some of them lead you to realize that like okay, all of this is going to get undone in the next Avengers movie. Because when, when you're dealing with Infinity Stones that uh, can, can just rewrite, you know, all of, all of history, all of reality, it, uh, it, it can lead to, to making a, a death meaningless. Because, it, you know, you, 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 you see the path, basically, where the heroes get the stones back, and then they just resurrect all of their their teammates, and some of the the deaths, like for example, Spider Man dying, really made me think. Like, okay, so though he's just gonna come right back, like as soon as the next Avengers movie comes around and and we win, um, he's just gonna still exist. Uh, they're gonna bring bring him back, but at the same time, um, I I was pretty shocked with who they ended up killing. And who they left around, you know, like, like, you know, Iron Man. Like, I expected that would be a good time for him to fade away or, or things like that. So, um, yeah, it, I was uh, thinking that, too, like the, the <laughs> just because you, you know, it's something you had talked about uh, throughout, Josh, the mm-hmm. the kind of, um, you know, we've been introduced to some newer characters yep. recently. Yeah. And this seems like a natural point to kind of let go of some of the older uh, original you know, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. And so when they started fading out some of the characters, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you, you took out all the new kids. Like, yeah. It just seemed like, a, especially <laughs> I guess Black the one Panther that I was really surprised the by. <laughs> the one that I was surprised by was Black Panther after the success of that movie, <laughs> after the kind of fan <laughs> favoriting of that character for them, for him to then fade out was like really are we gonna kill him already like yeah. we just we just fell in love like can't we have a little lo- longer before we take yeah, yeah it, it was definitely like those deaths really pull you out of the you know getting lost in the movie and and make you start thinking about about the business of it i'm just like they're yeah. they're gonna do another Spider-Man. They're gonna do a, do another Black yeah. Panther. Come on, we all know. But <laughs> but if they worked, guys, come on, you leaked that timeline years ago. <laughs> if if they had instead killed uh you know killed killed Tony, I would have been like maybe he's for real just gonna be dead forever. Like I don't all right because I was betting that they were gonna kill Cap in this one, and then Bucky was gonna yeah. sure yeah like somewhere in in the middle of it, um like Cap would lose a shield go down and then Bucky would pick it up. And then that would be like a foreshadow to the, the next iteration of Captain America. That'd be great. Yeah. And that, that's that I would have almost guaranteed that that was going to happen. People are like, Oh, who's going to die? I was like, well, it's Cap- Captain America has to die. Right. Like <laughs> we built up this whole Bucky storyline and, and now it's time. I, and I would love to see <clears throat> that be the evolution of, of some of those heroes. Like, Sure, you know, um, we can't have the same actors just just be around for 20 years portraying these characters. But yeah, if, if we, like, handed the mantle off and, and, yes, like, Bucky became the next Captain America because there's president for that. Um, you know, if, if uh, um, 
you know, Rhodey became Iron Man. Like, I that's that'd be a cool way for those specific characters just to get passed along. Um, I I'd definitely be down for kind of that being the the evolution. So we still get a Captain America, but we can still progress through kind of the the characters and the stories and stuff. Yeah. Plus, you know, Winter Soldier Captain America, Bucky Captain America is awesome looking. <laughs> I'm not sure if you if yeah. you guys ever saw like that era of of Cap when when Bucky actually took over as Captain America. He's got this really cool like just like metal, you know, chest plate and yeah, it was awesome stuff. Really cool. <laughs> nice. Oh, so speaking of Captain America, I was thumbing through the interwebs and Somebody did a zoom in on, like, you know, he's got kind of the blacked out star on his chest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the fabric is torn right next to it. And you can see, like, little scales poking through, like the old school Captain America outfit. <laughs> okay. Where it's all blue and feathery. Like, it looks like scales and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he has the little wings on the side of his helmet. I thought that was kind of a nice touch. That is a nice touch, yeah. I, I'm i super excited for this movie to come out on Blu-ray, just so I can go through <laughs> and, and try to catch some more stuff now. Yeah. Josh is going to go frame by frame. <laughs> it's going to be like a week-long process. He's just going to be shut in his room with pizza and pop and just like... He's going to come out looking like Donald Glover with his <laughs> big old beard, long hair. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I am more, more, more than likely. I'm just gonna like you know wait for it to be a week after the the Blu-ray's been out and, and look up an article that someone wrote about all the Easter eggs. Yeah. Let someone else do the yeah. Pizza <laughs> pop in the basement. It's typically that that is also an option. Typically my approach. Um, yeah, like I mean, um, sp- speaking of of next generation of heroes though. So the the after the credits scene. First of all, there was only one, which was definitely weird for a Marvel movie. I, I thought, I thought for sure we were in the era of like guaranteed two from now on, but there was only one. Um, But it it foreshadowed Captain Marvel showing up in the MCU. Obviously, there's a a Captain Marvel movie coming. So, I mean, are you guys excited about Captain Marvel, or or was that even something that landed for you guys in your theater with the little logo? I did see the logo, and I did have to Google it. Um, it's not a storyline I'm as familiar with, but yeah, I think it'll be. I'm looking forward to it. I'm curious about. Have they already cast? They have. Who the actress is going to be, or? Um, it's uh, Brie, Brie Larson. Larson. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, and... I'm. I'm excited to see what they do because it, it sounds like, um, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's a pretty big deal. She's yeah, gonna... and see, I always get the two mixed up because the two comic lines decided to name <laughs> use the same name for very very different characters. So yeah, it's very confusing because um, Shazam was was Captain Marvel. Yes. Um, I'm thinking like Shazam from the <laughs> from the comics and that really terrible Mortal Kombat DC crossover because I was always uh, <laughs> Captain Marvel in that that Capcom game. <laughs> So, so yeah, it's it's very weird because yes, the 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 DC what became the DC Captain Marvel, then they they mostly call Shazam nowadays. But is the um, what's his name Billy Batson? He's the little kid says Shazam becomes a super superhero. Then we have Captain Marvel, so M A R hyphen V E L L, that that then becomes Marvel later. So. 
that is the Marvel version of Captain Marvel. And I believe, so originally Captain Marvel was, I think, a Cree, if I remember correctly. Trying, trying to do some, some quick fact-checking here on the, the podcast. <laughs> yes. Power of <laughs> so so uh, Marvel was a Cree spy, uh, originally sent to observe Earth, uh, but then kind of uh, turned against his people and ended up fighting for Earth. Now, current version of Captain Marvel, of course, is the one we're going to get in the movies. It's Carol Danvers. It's the you know female Captain Marvel. And I, honestly, I haven't read a ton of the new Captain Marvel comics. So, uh, you know, since, you know, we've we've gotten the kind of new iteration of Captain Marvel that the movies are, are going to be based on. But I hear they're amazing. Like People love Captain Marvel nowadays. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. I mean, it, it'll it'll probably be along the lines of Guardians of the Galaxy where they make people instant fans overnight because, you know, the, these people kind of know how to make movies, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting pretty good at it yeah i i was definitely how, how did you guys feel about the you know amount of characters the amount of content in this movie did it feel like too much or did it did it feel like it worked for you guys i thought um i think i noticed it more maybe in the beginning but just the the speed of the dialogue a couple of times there were there was no pause for the laugh you know <laughs> yeah sure. the, they would there there would be a line and i i'm sorry i can't think of one specifically but there'd be a line and the the theater would we do its laugh and the characters are still talking I'm like wait i didn't hear what, what did they say especially in that um, first tony stark uh, doctor strange scene yeah, like yeah. they were just going and going and going and like i missed half of what was said yeah, that, but that's I'm, the one I was going to bring up too. Is yeah, the people were laughing over all of the stuff that happened in that scene for sure. So the you know it was definitely a lot to get you know as as long as the movie was it was still a lot to get in. But um, I and I certainly missed a few of the movies that built in. Um, I didn't see Ragnarok and I didn't see Civil War. Um, but I thought for not seeing. Uh, some of the the previous films, I didn't feel super lost. There were mm. things that I just kind of had to take at face value, which was fine. I I can make uh, make leaps and assumptions, and and it worked. And I didn't, you know, there were a lot of stories, a lot of moving parts, but um, I didn't feel that it was so overcomplicated. I was having trouble keeping up. Like I thought, it, I thought they did a pretty good job. I liked it. Yeah, I, I kind of I kind of felt the same. Like, you know, they there was a lot to do, a lot to get done, but it still felt like every every character got their little moment to kind of shine mm-hmm. or to say something funny or to have their like heroic moment um or to just screw everything up in the case of Star Lord. Um But but yeah, I mean I I I think that they handled that all very deftly. I, th- I think you're right that everything felt a bit more compact. And, you know, this entire film is sort of the the movie equivalent of of just dessert, right? It is it is delicious. It's it's just every single bite is just packed full and super rich. We can't have it every meal, right? Like we have to have we have to have the regular the regular course still. We have to eat our vegetables, which are the the normal Marvel movies. 
Um, not that they're bad. That was, that was maybe a terrible (laughs) analogy, but, um, it, you know, it sets you up for the, this, this type of movie. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, this movie was like at at 11 the whole time and, and a normal Marvel movie will, (laughs) you know, go up and down. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I feel like it worked really well. Go ahead, Ross. Uh, so I think it took me a little bit to get into it because I'm not a very episodic type person. Okay. Like, I, I really like story arcs that continue throughout something. Um, so, like, uh, reading Game of Thrones, for example, that, that collection of books is very difficult for me because you jump from character to character, and sometimes I forget what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I think the pacing worked, or I think it worked so well because the pacing was so, like, snaps. Like snap, snap. Yeah. So you never really forgot where anybody was because things were just moving all the time. That, like, that is you true. You never spent that much time away from a character when it was in an important moment because, like, a like Thor's little journey is a good example because they would like set up part of it and then they would flash away, but they wouldn't go like two or three characters down the line. They yeah. would go like maybe one or two and then snap back and like bump that story because it was going to be important later. Um, so it seemed like the cuts in between, like they hit a pretty good lick about a third of the way through. I was like, oh, okay, I see where we're going and what's happening now. Yeah. Like how all the different stories are starting to funnel towards that that peak moment versus like, ah, what? Why are we going there? What's <laughs> happening? Yeah, I, I think I think that that definitely helped. I think the the whole conceit of the film, like knowing it was all about the stones and collecting the stones, and, and the fact that they do a really good job of kind of setting up for you pretty early on. All right, here's where all these are. Let's just do a quick rundown, like who has what, where where are they at, um, and then like, okay, oh, there's one mystery one. Where's that one gonna be? Oh, g- clearly Gamora knows where it's at. Um, it was <laughs> it was cool that they like set all that up. So yeah, as you said, like when decisions were made and they were headed places, you knew exactly what they were doing and kind of what their goal was, and it didn't feel like. I wonder how all these things are going to connect. It was very clear, like, okay, Thanos is just going to bounce between all these places. So that was that was a really kind of smart way to handle that. <laughs> and it's good that he got the Tesseract really early, because then he didn't have to travel. <laughs> yeah, they were good. Yeah, we don't, we don't have to wait for anything. <laughs> nope, he's just like, he's popping in and out, and it makes sense that he's popping in and out of all these different storylines. So then at the end of the film, you're not like, Okay, so like, how long did that take? Over? Yeah, like, right. they had to fly there and there. So <laughs> I thought that I thought it worked out really well, and the little vignettes actually got me to care about characters I didn't previously care. Well, a mixed bag. So it did get me to care about characters that I previously was just kind of meh on. It was kind of lukewarm. Like, um, like who? So, like, I really enjoyed Thor's whole storyline mm-hmm. throughout this movie. It was one of my favorites, all except for the eyeball. <laughs> and I was like, why would you take away something that made, like, I really lo- enjoyed that carryover uh, from Odin to Thor. I mm-hmm. thought that was that was very nicely done in the previous movie in Ragnarok. Yeah, uh, I was a little upset that they gave him back the eyeball. Like, I... Like, it was funny and humorous, like, because with Rocket. But yeah. I think it served a very deaf, like, it served a very real purpose in, like, reminding you that thor is not immortal mm-hmm. and, and and it reminds him that he's not immortal because he like in all of his movies for as flawed as they are he learns like these little lessons as he goes through yeah and that one to then just like wipe it out and be like nah you get you get the past you're just gonna be a badass <laughs> right like, 
35 minutes so don't you even worry about it <laughs> yeah you're good you get here let's go back to your eyeball remember <laughs> you eyeball stuff you yeah. had a rock and it turned into something else it's fine yeah because you know i was gonna be i was excited when he first showed up in the movie and still you know of course had the eye thing obviously and because i i'd forgotten about it from the the past movie and and then was thinking like man that's cool like they're gonna stick with this and it's it's maybe gonna be a hindrance as you know storytelling goes and stuff like no we're just gonna reset it like yeah, I, I guess fine. yeah it's fine that's fine like it was humorous how he did it but eh, it was just <laughs> it kind of took out, like that's a very small component I realized but I was just kind of bummed because I really enjoyed the like Odin having the eye patch now Thor has the eye patch and. Yeah, all the symbolism that can go with that. Oh, yeah, like like chock full of symbolism of, you know, the the passing of the torch and all that stuff, and and yeah, yeah. just like you know, wearing the scars of lessons learned and and all, all yeah. that stuff. But you know, that's that's pretty minor. Um, but you know, they 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 still you know like manage to do some some story progression and stuff as far as characters go. I, I yeah. really like, you know, obviously they, you know, killed Peter at the end of this movie, but I really mm-hmm. like, I really like that uh, Peter Parker got to do some planning and, you know, like got to, got to be an official member of the team. And um, it was really cool to like have, uh-huh. it was really cool to have his plan work when, when they finally killed the first member of the, the Black Order there. Um, he had some really great, he had some killer lines. Oh, he really did. <laughs> I, have you guys seen this really old movie called Aliens? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think yeah. I think my favorite my favorite line of his was when he 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 flies in and he sees Doctor Strange and he's like hi I, I'm I'm Peter and it's, I'm Strange You're like oh we're using our made up names <laughs> like I'm <laughs> Spider Man <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, it really hammered home the point too with with specifically with like the new heroes like Spider Man. Um, I loved at one point, just like offhanded comment, he's like, you know, flying around. And he was like, I'm sorry, I forget all your names, <laughs> like towards the end of the movie. <laughs> because, you know, like some of these these guys, like, you know, since the Marvel Universe, um, as far as movies go, happens in real time. Some of these characters have known each other for 10 years and have this insane history. And then, you know, in some cases are meeting each other for the very first time in Infinity War. Uh, and that's, that's a really cool kind of mix of, of things going on. So that's neat. Yeah. How did you guys like the uh the the children of of Thanos, the the Black Order, like all of those those baddies? I thought the fight scenes were really they were enjoyable. I really liked the the teamwork aspect of it. You know, they they've done it well before in the other Avengers movies, but I do, you know, when people can can combine their their moves and their powers, it makes for some some pretty cool uh some pretty cool action scenes and so i like the um those especially with the black order i thought were good yeah that and that's definitely another reason to watch this movie again when it comes out on blu-ray because yeah they do some really awesome team-up moves and figuring out how to combine their stuff that you know goes by so fast you just don't get a chance to absorb it entirely i think that was part of the problem for me is that i really didn't have any any background on them as characters and yeah. so i'm just like okay these are just like yeah they're the generals or the children or whatever okay they're they're high up but i don't get like who they are and they teamed up but it went by so fast um i did like that they gave newt gunray a uh, a nice starring role you know he didn't die <laughs> throughout the prequels he, he you know he just transferred universes that was really nice <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I I mean I wish cuz I, I was the same way where like I don't even know the the Black Order very much from from comics. Um I wasn't familiar with them uh really before this movie. And they're super cool characters like I've read up on some uh, about them since then. They're very neat. So it would have been really cool if, you know, in the getting little tastes of Thanos throughout the movies if maybe in the last couple we could have also seen him like, you know, forming the black order or at least talking to them pointing them out like it, it was a bit weird to have these guys who are clearly insanely powerful just to kind of show up out of nowhere here in this film um because you kind of the only children you have any notion of are gamora and the blue sister yeah <laughs> I yeah remember her name and like as far as i understand like they're still the only like quote-unquote children um, and these guys, even though they call him, call them at some one point, like the children of Thanos, like, I don't think they're, I don't think he considers them like offspring, like he does the other two. So right. again, that's especially confusing a little bit, but like, I mean, they served their purpose. They kicked some major ass and made the, yeah, they did. Especially that, that train scene or the, the scene in uh, Scotland where it's like, Oh, this is for real. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just not going to be able to, like, over, just walk over these guys like they have in past movies where, you know, the first baddies that show up, it's like no big deal. Like, right. Yeah, Could have be nothing. <laughs> but no, not for this one. Um, one storyline I was a little bummed about, but it seemed like a huge linchpin for this entire story is Vision. Okay, yeah. Because, like, he has a a stone in his brain as his brain. Daddy does. However, yep. And so they really wanted you to, like, feel this emotional connection between Scarlet Witch and Vision. And I just tried to care, and I could find no context for the caring. Yeah, I think... About that, that particular... Because it was supposed to be, like, so emotionally charged. I'm just like, I'm really trying here, guys, and... I kind of remember the Vision storyline from uh, Age of Ultron, which was really confusing to me then. Mm -hmm. And then Civil War, it was nice because he put paprika and stuff, and that was cute. <laughs> uh, but I was just like, okay, it's supposed to be like the super powerful climax of the entire movie. And okay, <laughs> bye, Vision. Yeah, he. Do you go back to being Jarvis now, or? <laughs> I think the I think the issue for me with with that stuff specifically, like Vision, Scarlet Witch, and all that, is they came out of what I think are some of the weakest Marvel movies. Like I I think that Civil War is is out and out bad. Like I think that's generally a bad movie. Uh, of course, that's you know that's where Scarlet Witch shows up, and uh, um, yeah, I I think that like they and even even age of ultron i think is not not the most amazing movie it's okay um but it's definitely they're definitely two of the of the low points so they're really trying to trade on emotional investment that they never ended up creating in those films for yes. me with those characters um yeah I, I felt like i needed like more time seeing them interact as normal people instead of like Oh my gosh! You can't leave me. I'm. I love you so much. Like uh, what? Okay. I mean, yeah. I guess I remember vaguely. You guys uh, were talking in a previous movie. You know, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's <not a> thing. <laughs> it. I mean, yeah. Like it. And it's kind of a bummer with that too, because that that became like the the linchpin of of you know a big chunk of the movie, 
where oh she she just can't she can't kill vision because she she loves him so much and she can't do what needs to be done and, and this that whole thing and, and you end up staring at her going like just do it like what come on like well, you don't like him that much like yeah I I feel like I feel like anytime a character like in 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 general that's a really hard thing to get across to the viewer when you when you can lay out the facts like that where it's like okay you do this and the person you care about dies or you don't do this and like millions of people die and like the viewer is always going to be like well yeah just do it obviously it makes sense but <laughs> when they of course you know trying to get the emotion and stuff across so it's that's hard in general to make people believe and if you don't believe in that relationship that's the whole crux of that of that uh argument then it makes it yeah almost impossible yeah my girlfriend turned to me <laughs> after the movie and she said I love you, but if it's between you and half the universe, um, <laughs> I'm probably going to pull this out of there. You're, you're so dead. <laughs> um, and, and, so yes. You're going to have to kill Scott. All right. All right. <laughs> John. Wait, what? Yeah, like, how do you want to do this now or – because I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like in both cases it would have been like, that's going to be terrible. I'm really not into doing that. But of course, I obviously see that I, I'm going to have to. Like, it's Thanos. <laughs> He's going to kill half of the universe. Clearly, I'm going to kill you when the time comes. Like, don't even, like, we got it, man. We're good. Um, no. I'm not going to enjoy it, but it's going to happen. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. <laughs> false. Still false. Still false. It was such a sweet moment, though. Uh where you know she finally decides to do it, kill him, and just Thanos just oh. walks back and was like, "Nope, rewind. <laughs> like, nope, not gonna happen." Just so, kidding. question. So, they're on Titan, right? They're fighting. Yeah. Doctor Doctor Strange has already done his, uh, you know, little trance, gone through and found the one timeline that's supposed to happen. Yeah. Is that why he didn't pull Dormammu? Is that is that what we're supposed to believe? Because why would you not just put it in an infinite loop of like? This is where we live now, Thanos. Deuces. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess, again, you sort of have to suspend disbelief that, um, you know, there, there's a reason that they're not – like, they're not just going to go back to that well for storyline reason, obviously, and you just have to, like, agree that, like, okay, he's not going to do that over and over again. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> Dormammu, no, not again. Yeah, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Because I thought that they, they weaseled their way out of the Hulk. Oh yeah, pretty let's, well. Let's talk like, about the Hulk. Yeah, yes, please, because I love uh, Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner Hulk combo. <laughs> I think he is a great addition and plays that character so painfully well. He does. Yeah, he's uh, he's great, and he he also you know like he can he can do it comedically, like like we see in like Ragnarok, for example. Um, but he also does just a really good, just like tortured Bruce Banner too. Like he's a Great addition to that character. I'm glad we finally found someone who will stick around and will, and will play Bruce Banner. Um, but the I think I think the Hulk thing in this movie is really interesting because they kind of hoodwinked us in the trailer. So if if you were, if you recall, yes. we have that scene in the trailer where the heroes are in 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 like full on just battle ready mode. They're like running at the camera. Um, it's the huge war. And the Hulk's behind them, just running, just like, let's do this. That never happens in the movie. Like, they run, but 
we never actually get the full on Hulk in this movie. He hangs out in the Hulkbuster armor, like Iron Man yeah, armor. They cut that trailer really well because you're banking on it being Tony in the. Well, there's there's even a scene there's even a scene that in the trailer that they changed specifically for the trailer that shows the Hulk in the place of mm-hmm. where the the Hulkbuster armor is in the actual film. Uh, so they they actually do an edit. So um, which is super interesting. It, like I I really like the fact that they um, kind of played with with um, what we thought was going to happen based on what we saw in the trailer. Really cool. I believe they also do the same thing with how many stones. Thanos has when he's punching Captain America because I think in the trailer maybe he, it shows he only has like two, but of course mm. what or it might just be one. Yeah, there's the picture right now. It's, he has like one, but in the actual movie I think at that point he has all of them because <laughs> it's like the very end. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, back to the Hulk. All so but one, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, all, all all about the last one. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the the Hulk thing is is you know clearly they're building this storyline up where he can't transform in, into Hulk, but like I wonder where that's going. That's my big question. Like, what's the what's going to be the payoff for Hulk doesn't want to come out and play? I mean, it's got to be. I'm hoping that they just save it for the climax at the end, like just kind of like they did for. Um, I want Hulk to be the Thor of the second movie. Okay. Because like, I really enjoyed that sort of emotional role of of Thor, and like that was a very I don't know, it felt more of a real storyline as far as a character development storyline. Mm-hmm. The other ones were fun. I really enjoyed uh, the Strange, Stark, Spider Man group, Peter Quill, meh. <laughs> um, but and then the the Thor one with the the dwarf. Uh, and you finally understand that, like, oh, it was forged in the heart of a dying star. And, like, no, it's, like, legit, this is a giant forge. Yeah. This is what we do here, which <laughs> I thought was a great way to play that. Yeah, I, uh, I totally agree, yeah. But I want, and, like, just like he did, he kind of had this fall-down moment where you're like, oh, no, not Thor. And he comes back as a just a flying badass in Wakanda. I'm hoping that they pull that off with, Bruce Banner somehow in the next one where like it's just he's trying he's fighting through with all of this stuff and then it's become instead of a, a reactionary thing he ends up becoming Hulk because he wants to be Hulk yeah or or like they they paint it as Hulk has this agency that he maybe didn't have before right it's not it's not Bruce calling him out it's him wanting to come out because he's doing the right thing because they you know they they created Hulk himself as a as a character kind of standalone in Ragnarok you know he um he he wasn't just a being of pure rage he you know had emotions and, and stuff so yeah like this could be the continuation of of that and and him you know, figuring himself out, so to speak, and then yes, in the the sequel to to this film, have it be just like, okay, Hulk sees this needs to happen. Hulk's gonna come out of his own accord, like that. Yeah, that'd be cool as a as a payoff. Oh. and maybe he'll get real mad and do big, big do, do Hulk. big Hulk things, <laughs> do like huge Hulk things is what I'm hoping for because I really enjoyed Ragnarok because he was a character. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. So you get to see a little bit of that just. Just a, and then to bring that over of okay, like we have a Hulk, like, great, we're gonna play that Trump card real early in this movie, and then it's just like nah, <laughs> yeah, nah, it doesn't work. 
Also, I really love the scene too. Of like, you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards. <laughs> it's really, really great. <laughs> uh, Where did you guys? Oh, sorry. Go no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, um, I, I, I don't know if it was because the, the cuts and the dialogue, everything was just a mile a minute, but um, I didn't. I didn't feel like there were that many moments or lines that kind of took me out of the movie. I didn't feel as I have maybe in some other, some others of the pictures. I think the one that stands out for me, and I didn't know if you guys had any was when they tried to explain away why Ant-Man and who else did they name? Why they weren't there. Oh, um, um, yeah, I remember there's there's two characters. It's it's Ant-Man and yeah, it's Hawkeye. They explained away Hawkeye. Yeah. I just, it was, a, I guess it was just a moment of, in thinking back or looking back at the movie, I don't know if it really, did it really need to be there? Did, couldn't we just, you know, omit altogether? <laughs> I guess when I heard the line, my first thought was, um, what do you have going that's more important than the end of the world? <laughs> like, isn't, I mean, this is kind of, doesn't this take a little priority over <laughs> the putting that new room onto the house or? Right, yeah. Mowing the no, lawn like is there something? Where's the <laughs> where's the sense of urgency for you know joining the team and getting this done? Yeah, they have a they have a really weird insistence on explaining where characters are if they're not showing up in a film, which I've never super understood. Like the um, it's one of the Thor movies. I forget which one the the solo Thor films. Of course, we have like Natalie Portman's character in the first one, and I think the second one rolls around, or yeah. might be what the first She's Avengers a big one movie. In the second one, she what? Yeah, she was huge in the second one, but it's the first Avengers movie. Okay, so yeah, that's the first Avengers where they like go out of their way to make a point and be like, "Hey, where's she at? Where's Jane Foster at?" or whatever. I was like, "Why don't even bring her up? Like, it's just easier yeah. if we just don't say her name." <laughs> But then, but then you have to make Thor be like, yeah, she, you know, whatever. We're we're having some like, time. It's an, yeah, it's an amicable breakup. <laughs> right. Like, like I don't want to. I don't want Thor to wax poetic about about his breakup. I I just I want to forget that they were. You know. Yeah. I want it to be like a James Bond movie sometimes, where it's like, yeah, we had the girl from the last movie, but whatever, we'll get a new one. Like, you know. <laughs> I guess I was just you know no offense Paul Rudd if you're out there watching us on Twitch, but. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't have missed the line if it wasn't in there. Yeah, and I. Yeah, I would assume that they were doing other things in the plot that we just weren't ready for. Or so, like it wasn't in this one. Like, there's lots of moving pieces. You can't put everybody in. But it, like, yeah. the way it's going to play pay off, right, is that something's going to happen in the standalone movie that sets up for where they are in the in. Infinity War, right? So the yeah the the standalone movie is I think the the Ant Man movie that's coming is set I think before Infinity War from what I've heard. Right. So yeah, like I'm sure something in that movie will will lead the end of that movie will lead to him not being able to be in Infinity War for whatever reason. So <clears throat> that right. that was why. But um, yeah, it's just a just a strange thing. Just like it's fine if you just don't say yeah. yeah. But um, so. The people that weren't there were conspicuous. Yep. But I very much enjoyed the people that were there with the little, like, cameos and the nods mm-hmm. to uh, characters past. And then Peter Dinklage was that was, was a, a very sad character, but I really enjoyed them bringing him about in the way. That, mostly because I totally love the 
start restarting of the forge scene. That was my favorite. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. I don't know if you guys picked up on that, but it it, it was. <laughs> but they brought a they brought um, Red Skull back. Yeah. As a super sad character, I felt <laughs> bad for him. <laughs> the, yeah, this movie was like pretty chock full of of moments like that where. You know, if you hadn't seen every Marvel film, like, it's just whatever, you can go on. You can just assume he's some sort of, you know, guardian of this stone in this in this weird realm. He's this weird-looking dude. But if you, if you have been watching them all for ten years, like, it's this weird, crazy moment of, like, oh, my gosh, that's that's the Red Skull. Like, what in the world? And then, yeah, you get the, you know, the story of, like, oh, wow, yeah, that's really sad that he's just been yeah. sort of trapped here. Because um, well, first I thought it was supposed to be death. Oh, okay. Because I know that, like, Thanos and Death have a thing. In the comics, yeah. Like, in the comics, they're, they are intertwined, right? Because he's courting Death and all of that. And yes. Then, yeah. So you see the, the hooded figure, and I'm like, oh, like, this is going to be weird. I wonder how they're doing this. And then you hear, is it Hugo Weaving's voice? Is that, That's the, char- the, the character of the, the guy name? Yeah. I, right? That's his name? I'm not sure. Elrond, that... you hear Elrond start talking. I'm like, <laughs> why would they dub that? Why would they have the? Oh, yes, that that, that is correct. By the way, it's, it's Hugo Weaving is the actor. Um, but yeah, I, it was I super cool. Too. Yeah, it was it was super sad. I'm like, oh, I can never get there. I just have to lead people there. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Poor guy. Uh, yeah, all I want to do is take over the world. <laughs> just go on, man. <laughs> That's it. Uh, How did you guys feel about that scene? Like, I I loved the overall movie, but there's like certain scenes where, again, I think that they just missed some sort of emotional hook that they were expecting you to have. Oh, and I just didn't for some of those characters. Like, with, so the Gamora scene yeah. with Thanos, like that that was powerful that? for me. Yeah, I that that one worked for me. Um, yeah, yeah, because I mean, like you you don't have to. <clears throat> You don't have to believe that Thanos loves Gamora in that scene. You just have to recognize that he believes that he does, which I think is like is important. You know, you it's not that he's ever shown it or he's ever done anything really about it. They they do like the cut back to to when she was a kid and when he like picks her up, and and I think the more that you think he doesn't actually love her is is extra proof of just how weird and and warped not only their relationship is but he is as a as a character you really see that like you know he he's he's achieving this stone because he's giving up something that that he loves so clearly he he actually does love her but like holy crap if he truly really loves her and look at how what he's done and how he's treated her and what he's done to her then like this guy is uh, truly a monster you know there's yeah. there's nothing in him that is that is redeemable um for at, at, at a terrifying core level so yeah that scene i i really love how much they telegraph what it's going to be how she's standing behind him and, and i like how you know from the very beginning when they explain it it's like oh it's going to be her like you you see it coming oh, see, I had a yeah, how does she not like see it coming how does I had to go in the other way, like, so it was impactful. I didn't believe that he actually loved her at all, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, this is like totally going to backfire," and he's like going to get maimed, and then something else is going <laughs> to happen. Like, so I was waiting. I was all smug, being like, "Yeah, this isn't going to work." Oh, it would have. I mean, that would have been kind of cool too. Him just like throw her in, and then then it to be like, 
Yeah, it wasn't. She didn't work. You didn't like it. <laughs> Sacrifice not found. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, for me, it, it really works that that yes, like he truly that is the Thanos version of of love. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so weird and warped and bizarre. But yeah, the fact that she didn't see it coming, she she kind of does because there's a when he turns and he's like looking at her, she realizes before he moves, she's like no no, and then he grabs her. Um, but yeah, it's so, like, come it was on, a little Gamora. late. It was a, they, everyone in the movie theater is like, "Lady, you need to run. Yeah, get out of now. Uh, oh, and Nebula's got to be so pissed, right? Like, come on, <laughs> all I've ever wanted is for you to love me. You could have thrown me over the cliff, <laughs> but instead you, you just tear me apart. The, the little cartoon that's been going around of like it's Gamora just like saying the worst things to Thanos, and he's like, oh. I love you too. And Nebula shows up with like a Father's Day card. And he slaps her away. And goes, Can't you see I'm trying to have a moment with my daughter? <laughs> That's awesome. It's pretty great. I really enjoy the internet sometimes. I, I yeah I I love I love how just yeah put aside nebula is the whole she's like maybe the the most tragic character in in all yeah. these marvel movies oh just my oh my gosh yeah just like just like kind of pining for his love and just like never never wins shoves everyone away even people who are on her side and then ends up just getting literally dismantled in this movie yep. just torn apart for his own amusement like all right good times good time good times dad it's great <laughs> Same time next weekend. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about, of course, you know, leading up to this movie, one of the things that the internet was super concerned about was Hawkeye. So, you know, not showing up in the film. Um, I, I expected him, you know, we had the thing of like, oh, Clint's home with his family or whatever. I expected him to show up in this still at some point for the whole, you know, end of the world situation happening. Yeah. Because, you know, he he, he showed up again in Civil War. Uh, you know, he uh, yep. he retired, he came back out. So it's like, okay, so you came back out for Civil War when, you're, when your friends are, like, fighting amongst themselves, but you can't come out when the, you know, the intergalactic world-warping Titan is going to wipe out half the population. <laughs> we, we get it. I'm sure half your family's dead, statistically, Clint, <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. I was, if I were betting at all accurately in the film, I was expecting him to show up in the the stinger. Yeah, that would have made perfect sense too. There was even there was even like um whatever you want to call them like spy footage of when they were filming. Clint was on set cuz I, I think that they were actually filming both movies, like scenes from both these movies at the same time. There there were there were shots of Clint uh you know or the actor, right? <laughs> that portrays Clint yeah. Barton on set <laughs> and he was wearing like black gear and stuff, like way different than his normal uh, Hawkeye gear so it's like I'm surprised yeah we didn't get a little stinger of him the the thing that I expected slash still kind of expect especially with the the black gear that that we saw the black kind of shin pads so in the in the comics uh, Hawkeye dies at one point in the comics and then he's resurrected because it's comic books and when they when they resurrect him he has a weird like you know, he has a weird moment of not wanting to readopt the mantle of Hawkeye, like not thinking he's up for it, not thinking he's worthy. 
So he becomes Ronin, this this kind of masked hero that no one really knows who it is for a while. And then a big revelation, it's Clint Barton, and, and he's just not ready to take Hawkeye back on yet. So there's this whole arc in the comics where he kind of does this weird kind of penance-paying thing as Ronin. Um, so I, I, I totally could see that happening of... Clint dies, you know, he's one of the people that gets wiped out or or whatever, or, or, or maybe he just doesn't show up for this fight. A bunch of his friends die, obviously. He feels terrible and then becomes Ronan. Like, I, I, I see maybe, like, a transformation like that uh, taking place with the next Avengers movie. Because I certainly don't think we're um, done with, with Clint Barton in, in these movies. No, I, I would expect for him to come back, or maybe he's going to be in Captain or something. Yeah, that could be. With that. That that could be maybe. I don't know. I'm really kind of looking forward to that now that I see how they're going to tie it in. Cuz it was just kind of this weird kind of non sequitur. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a Captain Marvel. It seems a little late to be bringing that character <laughs> in, but okay. Sure. It's it's also interesting too, you know, um we have Captain Marvel coming obviously. They had the stinger where, you know, Fury is is trying desperately to grab this pager to call her. Really makes you wonder like what about her and her talents made Fury think that that she could help, you know? Like I mean, I yeah. there's clearly more to it. It's not just like <laughs> there's one more hero that that wasn't on earth. Let's get him here. Um <laughs> So yeah, it'll be interesting to see their their take and kind of how they like you know blend her in, and also yeah, having that movie in general just set in a world where half of the people are dead, that'll be pretty crazy too. I mean, I I'm assuming like civilization just ceases to exist, right? Or like I don't know, like uh, with the way it looked, it looked really bad. Yeah, I mean, like it's gonna get like, a little Lord planes and stuff are going down. It's yeah. Gonna, yeah, it's totally going to get Lord of the Flies. Like, yeah, planes crashing. I mean, at at its very core, if if everything as smooth smoothly as it as it could go, half the people in the country didn't exist any longer. Like, there aren't people there to like run your grocery store that you shop at. Like, like <laughs> infrastructure doesn't happen anymore. Like these massive things. Um, so it'll, it'll be cool to see a solo movie. You know, in her case, maybe toy with some of that as we get to that. So let's let's run through before we before we end our Avengers talk. Let's oh. let's do some predictions on who we think will stay dead after the next Avengers film. Oh, and then before we switch, I have one question before we transition away. Well, let's let's do it. Hit hit, hit me. Okay. So CGI costumes have not worked so well in certain <laughs> comic book superhero movies. Sure. There has been a, a strategic punchline in even better comic book and superhero <laughs> movies sure. the same actor. Um, I just wonder how Ryan Reynolds feels about there actually being a costume that is CGI'd that kind of worked and kind of didn't. Because I was a little bummed not to have like metal Iron Man because I really enjoy the the clanking and and things that go with that. I like Spider Man's nanobots. Yeah, but we had nanobots with Black Panther. We had nanobots with Tony. <laughs> we had nanobots like we just like nanobots oh like this days. is a really cool effect. And we spent a lot of money getting that dude to develop it, where it covers their face, 
So we're going to use that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just a little <laughs> bummed that Tony didn't have like a suit. I really enjoy the the armoring up scenes in Iron Man. Yeah. And for this one, just to kind of like flow, and then it was like, oh, this feels slightly Green Lanternish. <laughs> yeah, and I also like kind of hated that it meant that Tony could just hang out in a tracksuit all the time. It's just like he's just, he's just <laughs> like he's just chillaxing on Titan in his stupid tracksuit. It's like come on, really. <laughs> Like really, like this is like, this is what after we're in the, after ten years. <laughs> and then, and then Robert Downey like, Jr. just like no more, just no more walking around in that flipping plastic. I'm not doing it. And then, then he just has to like cinch the tracksuit tighter to get it all started. Like the whole thing, <laughs> he just like grabs the strings and tightens it down. Yeah, I I agree. It, like that was not that was not uh, top ten cool looking Iron Man for sure. Like it it was. I, I enjoyed all the things it could do. Right. Yeah. yeah like the I things, enjoyed. Yeah. The, he kept like punching back and it would reform and break and reform. That was cool. One of the things like Iron Man has had a gajillion different, you know, Iron Man suits over the comics and stuff over the years. I always like the ones that are like slightly bulkier, slightly more angular. I always kind of hate it when they get like this one is where it's like, it's nanobots and they flow all over me and look at it. It's all like, you know, uh, rounded and cool looking. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm just never into it. Like I, I want it to look like a robot. I want it to look like a Gundam. Like I want it to like have these sharp points and stuff. Yeah. So I want it to, I want it to look like the, the first one that he had the triangle chess piece in like Mark seven or whatever. Yeah. That one was cool. That's my, that was my Iron Man. I did like (laughs) Spider-Man suit though. He finally got to use. Yeah. It was cool that he got to bust it out. Yeah. Um, and it looks good. Like it looks super good. I really like it. And the the legs, I like the legs. Yes, <laughs> I love the that legs he was... popping out, and he's not real sure how to work it. I like that they stayed with that that sort of fun theme. Like took from the the homecoming movie when he hacked it. Yep. It's like, would you like instant death mode? No. <laughs> no. Man, so he's still not really sure how to work all of it. It's the, the training wheels protocol. <laughs> you are making me want to rewatch Spider Man now. I, so I very much enjoyed Homecoming. <laughs> you have to watch Homecoming this weekend. Yeah, I would do Spider Man two, then Homecoming, and then the first one. And I'd be, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was that was super good. But I just thought it was really, and I kind of wanted Deadpool to make a joke of it, of like, <laughs> oh. You get CGI to work only if you have enough money. Yeah. Oh, he gets to do it, <laughs> right? Like he gets to do it. And I was just like, oh, poor Ryan Reynolds. But it did it did flow into Deadpool, and we stopped trying for Green Lantern movies. So, oh man. But I just, yeah, that just stuck out to me, and I was like, really? You're gonna? He just, I loved it with Black Panther. The whole like it just appears, and then yeah. now it's just like, oh, okay, thanks, Tony. You just <laughs> couldn't come up with it yourself. But and then I have a whole thing with his chess piece thing that I don't understand from going years back. Like he got it removed, right? Yeah. So they like they make a point for to have Pepper mention it. Like, oh, what? Right. Why'd you put put it back in or whatever? Like, I I forget all the details about what happened because yeah, it was removed. Because yeah, in Iron Man three, he takes it out and he like walks away from the Iron Man. Yeah. And then in Avengers two, he's like back and nobody says anything. And then, like, they address it here. Like, what? Like, yep. the, I don't... <laughs> okay. I'm sure there's some lines we're missing that explain this away or something, because... I hope so, because it was... I really... I like some of the crappier Marvel movies, it seems. <laughs> I really enjoy... I like some of the crappier franchise movies. I enjoyed the 
the second was it not Skyfall, but the second uh, James Bond movie in that trilogy. Everybody yeah. hated it. I was like, oh, that's a really good character story. He's talking about the loneliness of a spy that kills people for a living. Oh. <laughs> like everybody hated that one. And this, and same way with Iron Man three of like him being confronted with the fact that he saw like a giant army coming through a wormhole. Like that probably shake you up a little bit. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Right. And so he goes through that whole thing and then just like, no, I'm, I'm just, I can't do it. I can't be Iron Man. And then, <laughs> oh yeah, he kind of, oh, he's over in Latvia or whatever, chilling out. <laughs> Sorry. But overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me, me too, for sure. I get. I think it was really, really good. Uh, so, all right. So, so deaths. Let's let's talk about people that died. Obviously, we think some people are gonna potentially come back uh, in in the the next court sort of culmination of this. But I think certain people are gonna stay dead. I think Loki is gonna stay dead because he was killed. You know, early on in the movie, <laughs> that was pretty final. That was pretty like the yeah. sound effects and the visual. Like there was, yeah. didn't they even make a joke like he's really dead this time? Oh, yeah, like, he's really they, dead. Yeah, this time. It looked very final. Though that one yeah, too was like the first like oh they are not messing around in this film yeah. like they're they're doing it. Um, yeah, even teenage <laughs> set the tone. Yep. I think I think Heimdall is dead for real because you know he oh, takes the big R.I.P. Yeah, big thing to the oh, chest. Dead. What a what a cool like I love that he got his moment in Ragnarok though. Like he because he know, is such a cool character, right? He's and this awesome it's dude. Idris Elba. Yeah, who's who's just a cool person, like yeah. a cool character. <laughs> um, I also half expect Gamora to stay dead. I you know I I don't. I don't know if they'll like finagle her coming back because that was such a different death than all the disintegrations that were happening. I think she about has to, right? Otherwise it makes the whole like attaining the soul stone, which that might be the key to bringing everybody back. I don't know. Yeah. But um... I kind of wonder about the guardians in general. I thought it was interesting for, you know, the whole half the universe. There's all rocket is it. That's all that's left. Yeah, Star Lord, so Groot, Drax. Uh, I wonder Mantis. if they'll do something different with the Guardians now. <laughs> it's just a rocket movie. I'm down for it. If well, it's no. just a rocket movie, like he goes know. and kills I mean, the Winter Soldier's arm. Like I'm down. It just, <laughs> it just seems interesting that he was the only one that left standing. It would be great if Guardians Volume group. Three. So, so we we do know that Guardians Volume Three is coming. But it would be great, yes, if that was just a solo rocket movie. Yep. It's just like, no, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I'm the captain now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> All right, we'll move on from Avengers. It's probably enough Avengers talk. Um, let's talk about Ready Player One. So, Ross, I don't think you and I have seen it. Scott, have you seen Ready Player One? I did. So go see it. T- tell us a little bit about Ready Player One. How did you how'd you like it? What'd you think? So being a huge fan of the book, I've mm-hmm. read it now twice at least. Um I really going in, I you know, looked myself in the mirror and said, Self <laughs> Self <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> This is this is gonna be we're gonna let Steven Spielberg tell a story and we're going to divorce it from any expectations as how close to the book it is. You know, I, oh. I think those kind of discussions just have a way of killing, 
killing movies that maybe were just fine on their own. Like, I, and I and I did I did enjoy the film. Um, I thought uh, Spielberg, and you can definitely tell Ernest Klein had had some say in in how it went. The author okay. of the book mm-hmm. um, that it it was you know it, the the general theme, the idea of the of a hunt uh, for a. a, a a guarded Easter egg and a giant internet based world. Um, it was all there, but they definitely, they told their own story. And I, uh, I thought it was, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think just uh, generally the, all the Easter eggs they put in there from, you know, which characters and how they, what lines they chose to put in and what nods and homages they used. Um, I thought were a lot of fun. And I thought it was interesting that the the book is definitely the target audience for the book is um, older. You know, they make Dungeons and Dragons references. They make right. Uh, well, they're they're, they're... Matthew Browder jokes. There's yeah. you know, it's <laughs> definitely like an older '80s, and they definitely had plenty of that in here. But it was interesting that a lot of the 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 other visual cues the iron giant the the halo mm-hmm. you know there's a bunch of master chiefs street there was fighter Tracer. characters everywhere yeah it was it, it was like and the the fact that the they most of the characters in the movie were younger it just seemed like they were gearing this towards a younger audience mm-hmm. um than maybe what the book was aimed at uh, which I thought was interesting, considering there was just still some pretty strong language in here I don't know what this ended up being rated but uh I think anyway, it, yeah. overall, I enjoyed it. I I think that's like probably super smart to sort of update the visual references to mm-hmm. you know I don't know like '90s instead of '80s because yeah the in the book you know he's he's very much a student of the '80s he's studying the '80s he's studying '80s sitcoms and uh, he's playing Cubert and you know all these all these things right um, so. That, like, you know, this is a very young adult looking <laughs> film. Yes. Um, it's a film that, like, obviously it doesn't take much to, like, loop kids into and stuff, too, or, like, younger teens. So, yeah, I think it's probably a genius move to, you know, throw Street Fighter and Iron Giant and Halo and, you know, uh, Deadpool and Joker and all these things into it instead of, like, being like slavishly and adherent to the the 80s stuff kind of like the book was because that was cool and you know if if you know the 80s stuff but obviously so many more people nowadays that are seeing movies and you know seeing things on the day they come out are gonna know the more 90s stuff and into in, in right. 2000 stuff and and i think some of that stuff plays better visually too because you know the 80s video games aren't going to translate as well to, like, 3D characters that they can, you know, pepper along a landscape and stuff like you can with some of the the more modern stuff. Well, I'm sure they wanted more than just the, the handful of 40-year-old nerds out yeah. there coming to see their movie. They want to make sure they're getting as many people in the door as possible, so... Throwing the wider net was definitely the way to go. And you also have, you know, like, I mean, the, the book was written, I'm looking it up, like, what year was the book written? Let's see, 2011. Some, so, like, it's been, yeah, you know, it's cool. been a long time since the book was even written. So, like, it makes sense, you know, it's been, you know, almost 10 years, nine years since the book came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's bump these references up nine years from, from where they originally started. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. 
I, I think... no, I thought I thought it was fun. Um, it 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 obviously doesn't go nearly as deep into kind of backstory and how all these characters got to where they are. But um, I thought for for the time that they had and the story they told, um, I thought it held together pretty well. And uh, yeah, the the fight scenes were pretty. They made him look pretty epic. Nice. Yeah, I so I have some pictures scrolling now of just the, you know, from the film, and I I love the even from the trailers and stuff. I love the just the visual style of this movie. Um, I think that the like in-game avatars that they create for like the main characters are really cool looking. They're they're intentionally um, fake looking in in a really interesting, cool way. Um, I really like the look of the Sixers, like the you know just mm-hmm. general like force of of all the avatars. Yes. I think those guys look cool with the like IOI on their faces and stuff. Um, yeah, like really might, awesome visually. It might be reaching a little bit, but I really did get kind of a. It felt like a Spielberg movie, you know. Like there's something <laughs> about the cadence of dialogue. I just it thinking back to you know back to the future and sure yeah like uh war games and just the the way the characters talk to each other the way they were friends like i felt maybe i'm dreaming it but i really do think that if you didn't know it was a spielberg movie you could watch this and think i think steven spielberg worked on this movie (laughs) yeah i mean i I think he has a he has a definite style especially yeah when it comes to you know dialogue and stuff like that for sure um, and it was cool that it was in, you know, because because so much was made of the the references to his movie and what they would, would they be in this and, um, you know, of course the the DeLorean was in there, but that was really kind of it. There weren't a whole lot of other references, uh, but still to have to have all of to have the story kind of layered over his style, I thought was yeah. was cool. Yeah, I remember reading at some point early on that. Um, Basically, he he didn't want to just like make a movie that was just like pointing at all the other stuff he'd made and been like, right. look at that, remember that, remember that. Um, which also leads leads it to you know updating the references a little bit and putting them putting them later in time. It, it makes it very convenient then that he doesn't have to reference his own work as often, right? Um, yeah. But I yeah I, I appreciate that you had the DeLorean still, but it it also makes sense that he wouldn't want to just constantly you know point out his own films. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's yeah, definitely was, was definitely on my list to see as well. Uh, let's let's move on from Ready Player One. Uh, I, did you guys see Pacific Rim Uprising? I did. I think again, Scott is the one. That yeah, has, well, has been faithful to me. Let's continue the Scott show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back to you. Um, I. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. It was definitely different. Um, I think lit was one of your questions. Like, did it did it continue in the vein of the original? And I think it was a different movie. It was a different. Oh, yeah. The you know the the cast being much younger. Mm-hmm. Um, the it was definitely the brighter and more colorful. I, you know, the some of the fight scenes in the original. Uh, or in the first movie were at night. And so there was this very kind of dark, ominous uh, aspect to the the movie. And in this one, it was very daytime and bright. And 
kids being pilots and um so I just felt like the tone was was different. Um, I still liked it. It was still ridiculous. It was still robots fighting monsters. I think the one thing that stood out to me uh, was just that it felt like it took a little while to get to the robots fighting monsters. <laughs> That's not uh, what you uh, want. <laughs> not super long. <laughs> but, you know, like there was that, there was a couple of minutes where like. I, I appreciate what you're trying to do here, but can we can we see some robots fighting monsters now? <laughs> I mean, the first one, they just throw you right into it. Like, you get the Maverick yeah. spider pilot scene of, like, suiting up. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, right off the bat, right? Yeah, yeah that first one. <laughs> the first thing that you see. That's but what when a movie like this needs. It. <laughs> it just needs, yeah. like, here, l- let me just give you a little taste. It's like when it's like when they killed, uh, when, they, when, they killed when they killed like like, Loki early on. It's like, no, this is what this movie's about. People are going to die. They just need a giant robot <laughs> right at the beginning. That was, uh, <laughs> that was, yeah. That, setting the tone early for a movie that's supposed to be a summer blockbuster, I think, is key to <laughs> how you're going to feel throughout the duration of that movie. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it, I thought it was good. It was it was giant robots fighting giant monsters, and the just the they definitely did do a okay. Last time one sword was good, so this time we're gonna do more swords. Or <laughs> last time we had uh, a robot with three arms, so now one of the arms is gonna be a giant. Like they definitely tried to do the. How do we take this to? How do we crank this to eleven? Like, how do we make it more? You know, they, they. If I'm hopefully, I'm not going to give anything away. But the 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 aliens do do a really cool move of their own uh, towards the end to make it like, oh no, it's we're in the epic. You know, you, you, there's a moment you're like, we know we're in the epic battle now. Like they clearly <laughs> said it started. This is it. This is the yes. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that bit of it was fun, and you know the the story even of the first movie was a little like, all right, okay, sure, like <laughs> the dialogue and talking and plot, and okay, here we go, and the, the same <laughs> could be said for this movie. Like, don't go, don't, you, you're not going for the storytelling. This isn't you're not <laughs> the dramatic interpretations of these characters are not really what's driving the movie it's it's still firmly a robots fighting <laughs> giant monsters yeah. movie <laughs> yeah i'm also i'm very happy to hear that it's gone full power rangers like like power ramp of like all right we need two swords this time we need an extra arm <laughs> everything needs to be bigger what happens if the explosions are bigger and there's more of them okay sounds good yeah <laughs> for sure yeah for sure more buildings blew up more <laughs> Yeah, from from the pictures. So again, like I, I'm just looking at the movie visually. You're totally right. Like every single still that I grabbed as we were talking about this film is like bright daylight, super colorful. Uh, even just like you know their their outfits, their like flight suits are super bright blue this time. Where my my memory of like kind of the visual language of the first film is yeah darker and grittier and. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a, a very different tone. So yeah, they're they're clearly going for a different thing, like you're saying, from even just from the yeah. stills. Oh, super interesting. Yep. Yeah, I had um, I had no one to go see it with. If, even if I had had time to go see it, I <laughs> I pitched it out there to a few people. They're like, absolutely not. That's <laughs> terrible. I would. We will not be talking if you make me go see that movie. <laughs> oh. I would okay. I would have gone with you, Ross. <laughs> I appreciate that. So I need to find a second room theater somewhere. 
Yeah, definitely. I yeah, because it, yeah, it's one of those like I just kept meaning to get to, you, kept no. meaning to get to, you, and then yeah, it never ended up. <laughs> Unless Netflix it. wants to do the whole uh, party thing again. R.I.P. I remember that. That was such a. Those were good times. Those were good times. Our little <laughs> avatars. You remember our avatars just standing yep. there, sitting there. Those <laughs> they were... would wave every once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> those were great. We we loved that. Oh, come on, Xbox, get your stuff together. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, in upcoming movie news, Deadpool is is the next thing around the the corner that I think we're probably all pretty excited about, right? Is there, is everyone like really stoked for Deadpool? Oh, I'm stoked for Peter. <laughs> yes. Peter, he answered the ad. You're in. Oh, there's gonna that be was ama- that was an amazing trailer. <laughs> yeah, that that trailers. All of the Deadpool two trailers have been great because they do the the like interstitials, like from the studio that brought you twenty seven dresses, like those <laughs> yes. things. Are happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got just answered an ad. Just... As it's going up on there, my girlfriend looked at me and was like. This is the same Deadpool, right? Like, what's with 27 dresses? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's super, super good. I I am very, very excited for this film. The The team that he's forming, yeah, like, I mean, of course, Peter seems great. <laughs> yeah. Saw the ad. Uh, but I feel like Peter brought orange slices for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I There's there's some shots in the, in the trailer, too, where he's like, when they're in the... Um, when they're in the plane before they all jump out, obviously there's the shot of like Peter just falling <laughs> after he jumps out. But there's like a scene of, of, of course, like Deadpool screaming at Peter, just up in yeah. his face. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I can't can't wait for all of that to happen. I need more ridiculousness. I'm really excited there... for for Domino too, though, in the film because I mean, like, because she's gonna be a really good. Well, there there are two very good foils for Deadpool in this film, and of course. Cable is one of them because he's just the super serious, like, like, you know, take no prisoners, shoot first, you know, ask questions, never guy uh, that that pairs well. And then I think Domino is the other one who's just going to be serious and just like not take any of Deadpool's crap. So that's exciting. Talk about both of those characters real quick. Sure. Yeah. So the only introduction or association with Cable that I have is from like the 1990s (laughs) X-Men. Okay. Uh, TV show where it's like the long haired cable with the scar and he kind of like jumps in and out of time. Yeah. So that's, and that's all that I've got. I know that there, I know (laughs) my recollection is that he fought Wolverine at some point (laughs) and there was that, that's all I got. So cable is the uh, son of Cyclops and Jean gray from a potential future we'll say so he, he's from the future not necessarily our future like the future of the marvel universe but he's from a future he okay. comes back in time basically to change the course of history so to make like um like to to to, to make it so that the things that are happening in his reality don't come to pass um oh so he he rolls back in our in our time to to kind of do do like butterfly effect type type shenanigans is is essentially his his origin story. Oh, so now I want some butterfly effect. <laughs> so bad. That is um, one of my favorite terrible movies. <laughs> I really like that movie too. But... Oh my gosh, it's so terrible and it's so great. Um, but uh, so so he when he's here, of course, he tangles with the X Men. They, you know, of course, realize they're all on the same side, kind of whatever, and he forms X Force. So 
that's the interesting thing about going into Deadpool 2 is that, you know, X-Force is being formed. We have this whole team. But in the movie, Deadpool is forming X-Force. But in the comics, Cable is the the impetus for X-Force. And X-Force is, ah. it forms up around Cable as this secondary X-Team. Um, so, yeah, they're kind of flipping that on its head. And it, it makes a lot of sense kind of where they're going, I think, in the in the movie because cable is this person who's just like kind of kind of trying to kind of come into our world and and take this boy and and he's seeing the bigger picture of like no i'm gonna get this done and i'm gonna save a whole reality where everyone else is looking at like no that's a child you can't (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) Um, even deadpool right even even deadpool i'm sure there's more to it where deadpool's like getting paid very handsomely or something for that but I sure hope so. Yeah. <laughs> and then, because we got sequel money. <laughs> sequel money. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, so Domino, I, I'm not like super versed in, in Domino's history. She's uh, she's she's kind of a, a mercenary like Deadpool is as well. And she has these weird, you know, like luck powers. Like she, she like describes them in the, in the trailer as well. Like, you know, things kind of, kind of happen well for her and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know a ton about her background or kind of what she's up to most of the time. She's just sort of there <laughs> in my knowledge. <laughs> and then let's see who's in the rest of the team. Uh, of course we have Terry Crews, which is going to be amazing. <laughs> yes. yes. We're going to look up the, the Deadpool two X force cast. So, um, cause yeah. they brought back, um, they brought back the teenager from the first one, and her name just went away. Teenage, Negatonic. Negasonic Teenage oh, Warhead yeah. or something, right? Yes. <laughs> All I could think of was Teenage Hunger Force. I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so Vanessa comes back, of course, as the fiancé. Um, Zazie Beats is Domino. TJ Miller comes back as Weasel, which, awkward, since he just got arrested for... Um, you know, uh, a bomb threat on a train. I'm not sure if you guys heard that. <laughs> I did. And yeah. I was like, is that the same TJ Miller? Yeah. Wow. Super weird. <laughs> now yeah. at this point, he's just going to be, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Our era's rip torn. <laughs> yes. I think he 100%. He's, he's, he's <laughs> our era's version of anyone who flames out in a ball of glory. Yeah. Poor TJ Miller. Not even poor TJ Miller. What that, that dude, he had, he was on top of the world, man. He was in the Emoji movie. What, what has he done with his life? <laughs> he acted parallel to Sir Patrick. I mean, take That's a look the at dream. your definition of top of the world. I know. I mean, top of the world. I meant he was in Silicon Valley. He was. He was. His popularity was growing. And maybe I just. Yeah, I like. I just like the poll was. The emoji movie, like that was the first thing he reached for, <laughs> because that's that's like his thing, like that his his the point where he kind of went crazy and started big time and everybody was when he was in the emoji movie. He was like, bro, did you see the emoji movie? Because no one else did either. Like, maybe you got paid well for it, but it's the emoji movie. Chill out, dog. Like, do some more TV. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so uh, uh, Black Tom Cassidy is is in the film as well. Another kind of random X Men X Force member that you know you probably have never heard of. Uh, Colossus is of course there. He's in the trailer, and then we get um, 
Let's see, other team. So Terry Crews is, is playing Bedlam, the character Bedlam, which I know next to nothing about Bedlam. And Louis Tan is playing Shatterstar. So Shatterstar, you might know from the comics as the dude who has the weird thing on his head and is kind of a ninja. That's what Shatterstar is. <laughs> the dude that has the weird thing. Yeah, he's like I'm pretty sure the only character development that Shatterstar has ever had in the comics is is like maybe he took off that weird helmet thing that he has because he, he wears this thing. It's basically like a, a, a like a rugby helmet, but it's just missing parts. It's this weird thing that just frames his head. <laughs> The moral of the story there is Rob Liefeld can't draw anything related to humans. So for some reason, he put (laughs) that thing on that dude's head. But nonetheless, in the trailer, if you watch, he has that on in the trailer. Like, he has that thing on still as Shatterstar, which is pretty great. Good for him, though. (laughs) You're doing it. You're doing it. And then, of course, (laughs) Rob Delaney as Peter. (laughs) So, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I I think it's pretty, like pretty uh great timing i mean what other if you had something that had the the next thing out of the gate after infinity war you know chances are it was going to be a tough sell but there are so many fans of this particular you know movie um that it's not going to have, you know, it's going to have a, a great opening day. People are going to love it as long as it stays irreverent, which, it, you know, I think is pretty obvious. Yeah, that seems pretty clear. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Um, yeah, I think it's it's pretty smart. And uh, I think it's going to be, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell from the previews, but I, I uh, it seems like a pretty tough formula to mess up also, really. I mean, to do do it really badly. You know, if there's some bad writing in it, we just pass it off as, you know, it's so bad it's funny. Like that's <laughs> as long as you as long as the tone is there and the the attitude. I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I I think I think that I don't think they get away with too many things that fall flat necessarily. Like like if this movie, if everyone walks out of it being like, man, Deadpool's not as funny as I remember. Like I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that like he gets that much good goodwill necessarily, but nothing I've seen so far seems not funny. Like everything seems hilarious. Um, But yeah, I I think you're right that like, you know, coming off of infinity war, we need a movie like this. I I think that Ant-Man and Wasp is going to be a really hard sell for a lot of people because it's the next Marvel movie coming up. It's back to just the, I'm telling a single story about a single character and it's not 30 different heroes and Thanos and running around. Um, you know, people are going to be in just like overload mode from infinity war. And I, I don't, I don't know how people are going to turn out for Ant-Man. I'm I mean, excited it was a hard for sell it. the first time. So it'll be interesting to see how they bring it all together. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, cause I, I, I made this comparison, uh, on the pretty nice episode about the Ant-Man trailer, but like Ant-Man is kind of like, Deadpool but family friendly like it's they're trying yeah. <laughs> to tell a superhero story but they're trying to be funny and like irreverent about it and and the first one worked really really well for that but coming out so close to Deadpool 2 and coming out in this post Infinity War world I think it might be really hard for people to buy in for sure so it'll be it'll be nice to have Deadpool for sure all right, and that is Deadpool. And I think that's going to do it for us, gentlemen. That is uh, a lot of movie talk here. A lot of fun, nerdy movies. Yeah. Going live. 
going live as well. Yes, we had yeah. uh, had our first first live event. <laughs> Director's cut. <laughs> so again, this is that's something we will, uh, you know, attempt to do and and um, you know maybe do a bit more of a announcement about it beforehand as we as we come in close. Kind of did this on the whim here. Uh, but yeah, it went really well, and uh, I think I think we uh, will definitely do more of those in the future. So that's going to do it for us here on Director's Cut from Pretty Dece. Make sure that you are checking back daily for new episodes of Pretty Dece. You can check the podcast feed. Just search for Pretty Dece in, in your favorite pod catcher. Or you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can find that at prettydeeshow.com slash video. Or, of course, you can follow on Twitch here. It's twitch.tv slash show. And, of course, follow the show on Twitter at show and like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash show. We'll make it quite easy for you to find it in all of the places. And, uh, Scott, of course, where can the people find you? I am out in the Twitterverse at schmizmar9. That's at S-C-H-M-I-Z-M-A-R-9 right there on the screen. Mm-hmm. And uh, also uh, twitch.tv slash schmizmar9. What's your what's your current uh, streaming schedule looking like? Uh, still doing the Saturday and Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. uh, seven a.m. Pacific, till whenever I get hungry. <laughs> Perfect. That's a good. Um... That's a good. Good point. Stop. <laughs> uh, mostly been doing uh, a little B- Borderlands Two run recently. Nice. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that tweet go out this morning while I was uh, was out and about. But uh, speaking Borderlands... of irreverent. Yeah, exactly. I'm enjoying my Borderlands 2 again. It's a great game. And uh, Ross, where can the people find you? Um, so I'm on Twitter at litu underscore 87. I like. I guess technically I have a Twitch channel, which <laughs> I'm rediscovering. Uh, I have not found a <laughs> a schedule at all, and I'm still trying to figure it out. So when I I do, I will let you all know. <laughs> that's what that's what setting live notifications are for, so we know yes. when you go live. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, I am. I'm just now figuring out the auto host feature. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, I I did that for the first time the other day too, because I'd never really done it. Like I, I set up some like just generic like hosting things but then like specifically wanting to host a specific person at a specific time i like had to go google how to do it like an idiot and like i'm, I'm such a twitch noob <laughs> but, but we got <laughs> so there. i'm still still learning and figuring all of that out and i just have not been playing as many games as i would like to um i think we've mentioned this before if xbox would decide that it likes to tell narrative driven stories i could do that <laughs> a little bit easier than i can other Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. All right. So that's going to do it for us. We'll be back again, hopefully soon. Uh, we've got some, some topics in, uh, in the, the hopper already for next episode. Uh, but that is going to conclude this episode of director Scott. Again, thank you very much for joining us and check back every single day. So you never miss any of the content. <laughs>